Hey everybody, today on Rotto Runs Through, it is time for some more crowd sorcery. And oh, first of all, let me apologize for missing an episode two weeks ago. I was very remiss. I apologize. I apologize. But here's the deal, folks. It's a new year and there is change in the air. From now on, crowd sorcery is not going to be a one-man show. Moving forward, and today, I am going to be joined by Alex Hart of the wonderful YouTube channel, Might I Suggest a Game. Now, if you're not familiar with Alex. He is fantastic. You are about to meet him, but do not hesitate to hit that eye in the top right corner of the screen and go check out his channel and subscribe. You will not be disappointed. He does such a great job. Uh, his whole focus is, well, what the name of his channel is, suggesting board games. And so when I decided I need a little help to keep this going, I could think of nobody better to help me out. So uh, Alex is waiting in the wings. I can't wait to introduce him to you. But before we get to that, here's the way it's going to work moving forward, folks. I will be telling you about games that will be ending their crowdfunding campaigns in in the coming two weeks that have already appeared on the Rotto Runs Through channel, and you can go check out our previews of them. And after I'm done with that, Alex will tell you about a bunch more games that you probably wouldn't have heard about if you're just relying on the channel. So, Alex, uh, Stand by, buddy. We'll be right there. But first of all, everybody, I have to tell you about Arborea, which I did a sponsored preview for, and this is fantastic. I can think of no better way to sum this up, elevator pitch style, uh, other than say, what if you cross Bitoku with Zulkin the Mayan calendar? You get something truly wonderful. This is a gorgeous game all about you know nature spirits working with pilgrims and tracking the passage of of time. You can check out my preview. I really loved it. So did my wife, Jen. And I can't wait to get my hands on a real copy. And you have got until February 9th to check this game out. Okay, folks. So now let's take it to Alex. Go, go, go. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, thanks for the amazing intro and the great recap on Arborea. Like he said, I'm Alex, I'm a board game sommelier, I run a channel called Might I Suggest a Game, a channel devoted to helping you find your perfect board game. Over there I have a series called Fresh from the Cellar where I talk about new and upcoming crowdfunding releases, so consider these crowd sorcery videos an extension of that. But this time I'm talking about a special curated selection that you are not going to want to miss out on. So let's do it! Let's talk about the best crowdfunding games that are ending in the next few weeks. Will one of these games be the perfect game for you? Let's find out, shall we? Alright, the first one we're going to be talking about today is Marvel United Multiverse, which is the newest expansion in the Marvel United Multiverses, as it were. You know, these this series from Simon Games is a cooperative battler where you're going to be using synergies between your different heroes to beat the bad guys. And it's really only a matter of time until they tapped into that multiverse theme. I mean, the MCU has been doing it now for a couple of years, and so it's 
it's really exciting to see them get into this. I, I think this specific expansion includes a number of cool characters like Loki, Shuri, Black Panther, and Ironheart, which were both in the newest Wakanda Forever movie, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I also really enjoyed the Loki show on Disney+, Plus, so it really makes sense that they're trying to capitalize on this stuff. The main pledge that you can do will get you this Marvel United Multiverse bundle that comes with a few Kickstarter exclusive, or you can upgrade uh, to the Herald Pledge, which also looks really cool because it includes this massive... Galactus, I can't even call it a miniature, I guess it's a megachair or something, I don't know, I'm coming up with a word for that, but they do a really good job of including things in the Kickstarter preview that are Kickstarter exclusive that would make it worth your while to back it on Kickstarter versus uh, buying the base set at Target, for example. You know, if you're like me and you haven't really dabbled at all into the Marvel United Universe, it always seems like a really interesting game, but they've got a lot of content for this game at this point. This specific campaign also includes opportunities to pledge for the other versions of the game. So you can get the Age of Apocalypse or Annihilation. There's also the base sets that you can get, the classic bundles, the promos bundle and everything. So you can really get as much or as little as you want with this campaign, which I think is really great, especially for getting new people into the game. As usual, the minis are awesome. The production is top notch, which is to be expected at this point. And you have access to all the different base sets and all the different expansions that you could ever want. So uh, if you are a Marvel fan in any capacity, or you're just looking for a co-op game to play play with friends of all different experience levels, then might I suggest Marvel United Multiverse. And if you're really interested in this campaign, you better get on it because this campaign actually, by the time this video is getting posted, this campaign will be over in only a few hours. So you have until 6 p.m. Pacific time to get on it, put your pledge in, and get your copy of Marvel United Multiverse. Alright, next up is a project called Manhattan Project War Machine, which is, I think, based off the original Manhattan Project, which came out a number of years ago, but clearly they've updated the art and the design style. So I'm very into the kind of new direction, this mid-century modern kind of feel that they have going. It kind of reminds me of an old wartimey propaganda, which I guess is very thematic for the game. As far as gameplay goes, Manhattan Project War Machine is all about this sort of dice placement and engine building where you'll be using the dice as workers to get different actions and different abilities to help you build your war machine, as it were. It's always cool. It looks like the actions have different abilities based on how you activate them. And there's also a lot of kind of interaction between players. So when you are doing an action with the dice, it, it you have to be careful because other players may also get some sort of benefit from the actions you play. So it makes it feel one step above that sort of multiplayer solitaire that a lot of these worker placement games will feel like in this space. So I think that's really interesting. I'm always a huge fan of the player interactions. I like that there's some of that built into the game. The art style of this game, the production, the price of this game are all really great reasons to buy. I think you could do a lot worse when looking for games in, of this weight and this type of quality. The art is done by Heiko Gunther, who's done other things like Glory to Rome. He's got this really cool minimal style, which I enjoy as well. So if you want that clean design and you also want some 
some really clever interactive strategy, engine building, and all that, then might I suggest Manhattan Project War Machine. This one ends on February 14th, so you've got a little bit of time to decide whether you want it or not. Definitely check out some of the videos that they've posted on how to play and everything, but this one looks really cool, and I'm really excited for it. Speaking of old-timey themes, let's talk about Hollywood 1947. It's the next project from Facade Games and their line of board games that are shaped like books on the shelf, which I think is kind of an interesting thing. It definitely helps if you have a number of them together. They've done other ones like Tortuga 1667 and Salem 1692, but this one's based in the golden age of film, Hollywood 1947, and in the game, players will take on the roles of different members of the film studio. Generally, the gameplay kind of looks like pretty standard social deduction game, like Secret Hitler or The Resistance or something like that. But these asymmetrical roles here, I think, can add something really interesting to it. The roles each have some abilities that you'll be able to enact throughout the game. What I think it'll do is it adds some extra moving parts to the game. So it's easier for you, if you're the trader, to kind of hide in the shadows a little bit or hide behind the obligation to do the action on your role or something like that. So I definitely think that adds a little extra element to the social deduction. I also think that they have a role in the game called the Rising Star, which instead of being a patriot or a communist, you get to be a rising star, which kind of plays both sides and you're really only in it for your own personal gain. Your goal, if you're the rising star, is to make sure that the game goes its maximum amount of rounds and in the final rounds, everyone ties. And I think that is really interesting, could be a really tough role to play, but also really rewarding if you're able to make it happen. Those couple of reasons I think make this game really interesting to me and make it just a little bit more than your typical social deduction game. So if you're into social deduction at all, this seems like it's a really cool twist on it. So might I suggest Hollywood 1947. This game will end on February 16th. So, you know, take, take a little bit of time, check out some of the gameplay, watch some of their videos, they're super helpful. And yeah, that's all you need to know about Hollywood 1947. Okay, let's talk about Coal Baron. Coal Baron is a reprint of a 2013 game by Kramer and Kiesling, who are pretty famous in the board gaming world from designing some really cool games like Nauticus, like To Call. This one is not just a reprint, but it's also sort of deluxified, so they've updated the art and they've updated the components. The gameplay itself, they've assured everyone that it has remained untouched, so you will be able to play the game as it was when it was first published. The nice part about this campaign is this game, from what I can tell, is pretty difficult to find out there. So, you know, it will hopefully get this game out to more people, which is definitely ideal. It seems from a, from a gameplay standpoint, I didn't play the original, but it's a classic worker placement game with some resource management. You get to dig tunnels, you mine coal, you fulfill orders. It's pretty much all you could really want in a Euro game like this, right? This one has come with rave reviews from the original version, so this campaign is, you know, getting ready to put that original game in the hands of many more people. So this original game with some really solid worker placement, if you want a second chance at that and you're itching to get your hands on this super fancy edition, I think there's even a neoprene playmat in there, then might I suggest Coal Baron. This campaign ends on February 16th, so another one that you've got a little bit of time to check out, but if you read the reviews on Board Game Geek, it sounds like you're probably going to want to back Coal Baron.
All right, the next one up is a two-for-one special. It's a double negotiation game package from Bitewing Games of Zuvatis and Gussie Gorillas. Zuvatis is a re-theme and republishing of a game called Quo Vadis from Dr. Reiner Knizia himself. In this version of Zuvatis, not only is it re-themed with some really cool art from Quan Chai Moria, it also adds a couple of extra gameplay elements that uh, were designed by the doctor himself. So I always think it's really interesting when designers get the opportunity to make a little bit of a tweak to their original game. So I think it can really only be for the better and I'm really excited to check out Zuvatis in this new form. Just the idea of the game, which is using negotiation and strategy together. You know, negotiation is usually only for social deduction games, so adding this sort of strategy and how you get through the zoo and everything I think is a really interesting twist to that, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Definitely not for everyone, but I think this could be a really cool implementation that adds a little bit of strategy into there. And the second game that's in here is another game called Gussie Gorillas. You know, the art and the name... I'm not going to say anything about that, but the actual gameplay of it seems really interesting. You're using these cards and you're negotiating whether to keep your cards or to give them to other players. You cannot see your cards, kind of like Kanabi, but this one is definitely not cooperative, right? Uh, players will be negotiating and conniving and trying to figure out how to get the best set of orders in front of them. And I just think that concept is very clever. The production seems nice. I will say, I think the gorillas themselves, the art on them, it's growing on me. It's definitely growing on me. Was definitely not sure when I first saw it, but hey, you can't always judge a game by its cover. So if you're like me and you really want to see how negotiation plays in these two, a slightly heavier game and definitely a lighter, kind of more party game, then might I suggest these two games, Zuvatis and Gussie Gorillas. Now this campaign is again going to be ending on February 16th, so get your negotiation on, get ready to convince somebody, whoever owns the cash in your house, whether or not you should back these games. Alright, here's a little project that is a bit of a wild card. It's not one that I've heard a ton of people talking about, but it seems really cool. It's Aegis Combining Robots Season 2. I checked out the original game. It is a really interesting kind of hex battler where you are combining robots of different styles to create these synergies and battle along the board. So it's just a classic 1v1 hex battler type of game, but it uses the endless combos. It feels like it's going to give the game a ton of replayability, which is always something that's on on my list of things to check out. So I think it's really interesting, this sort of Voltron idea that you can combine the robots to make different classes throughout the game and power them up. And I'm really, honestly, I'm very impressed that they've been able to use this concept in a thematic way without making the production just absolutely insane. I think that games like this nowadays, you know, could have this huge miniature production with a different miniature for each combination and things like that. But this one just uses kind of the simple standees, which I think works really well for this type of game so I'm really interested in seeing how this nets out. The cool part about the robots you know they come in five different types and you can combine assault with evasive but you could also combine assault with an intel or something like that to get a totally different type of robot and just like the game as well you can combine season two with season one and use the OG game with these new maps and new powers and things like that. So if you're into hex battlers and you want something with a ton of variety kind of like a modular unmatched or something like that, then might I suggest Aegis Combining Robots Season 2. This campaign ends on Friday, February 17th, so make sure to check it out before then to see if it's right for you.
All right, and lastly on today's list, we have Deep Shelf. Now, this one is sort of a, a relaunch of a campaign that was originally launched sometime at the end of last year. I know it's a sort of an indie publisher, so they were having some issues with production and things like that, but I'm really happy to see this one relaunch because I think the theme is really cool, and I think there's a lot of really interesting things happening with the gameplay and the production and all kinds of stuff. It's a game about harvesting resources from the bottom of the ocean and dealing with all the crazy stuff that happens down there. I don't even want to know what happens down there but I scrolled down here and I saw a giant 55 millimeter sea dragon mini and I thought to myself wow uh there's there's gonna be some crazy stuff that's happening in this game. It's also from the same designer that designed Dinogenics, which I personally haven't played, but I know that in the flux of Dino games that came out over the last few years, a lot of people think Dinogenics is the best one. So if you are into Dinogenics, I have a feeling that you would definitely be interested in checking out Deep Shelf. The game itself, you'll be sort of building infrastructure underwater. You're gonna be collecting different resources and producing technology. You don't wanna overmine the resources or there'll be nothing left. It seems like there's some really interesting elements going on there. The production of it seems really nice and it's definitely kind of on the heavier side of some of the games that I talked about today. So if that strikes your fancy, then definitely check out Deep Shelf. But one of the other things that really stood out to me was that there are two ways to play. There's a couple different game modes that the game comes with. You have your classic two to four player competitive game, but there's also a one to two player branching campaign that is cooperative. I love when a game has a couple different games game modes to try out because sometimes you find that one works better than the other or you get a new life out of an old game when you get to try it in a new way. I really think that definitely increases the value of a game like this and has me really excited to check it out. So if you're looking to support an indie publisher, uh, you want something heavier than some of the other things that we talked about before and something with great production and fun gameplay, then might I suggest Deep Shelf. Deep Shelf has the longest runway out of any of the projects that we talked so far. It ends on Sunday, February 19th, so you've got a little bit of time to check this one out, watch some of the gameplay videos, and make a decision for yourself. Anyways, that just about does it for today's episode of Crowd Sorcery. If there's any games that I missed that you're really interested in, then drop them below in the comments. I want to give a big shout out to Rado Runs Through for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this channel. If you like this segment and you want to see more of me, then you can let them know that in the comments too. Anyways, don't forget to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already, and you might as well subscribe to Might I Suggest a Game too. I mean, what do you have to lose? But if you've already subbed, then good for you. You can check out some of the latest videos on this channel and get as far down the YouTube rabbit hole as you want. Alright, that's that's it for me. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, I'm Alex, your board game sommelier, signing off.